Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'm speaking with Javi de Guzman. He's a wonderful actor and a martial artist. You know how much we love martial arts on the show. So we're going to talk about martial arts. We'll talk about acting. We'll talk about his, you know, Netflix show that's uh, that's blowing up right now. Made. We're going to talk about it all. Please welcome to the program, Javi. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> it's going very well. Listen, you 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 have kind of. There are things that I really enjoy on this program. I enjoy talking to actors. I enjoy talking to martial artists, and I enjoy talking to Canadians. And uh, you, you're you're three for three in those categories. I think you're perfect. Oh, brilliant! Nice. Well, hopefully, I can lend some of my professionalism on those three topics. Well, we'll find out. And let's let's begin with uh, with Netflix, and let's begin with Made. Um, you're you're in an episode in a really really cool show, uh, produced and starring some really great people. Uh, the traditional question, which I'm not going to ask, of what is it like? But what I want to know again, you've been on shows that are pretty big uh, and you've done that stuff before, but now Netflix is Netflix. You know, Netflix, uh, you get visibility, everything blows up. Has your life changed since Made came out and you're a part of it? Have you noticed any differences since then? Um, I wouldn't say there's been a big change. Yeah. Um, it's out, which is really fun, and a lot of people mm -hmm. are watching it. There's a lot of like social media that's happening with that. But in regards to, I guess, anything life-changing, um, directly because of made, I wouldn't say that it's changed my trajectory in my career in any way. Okay. Not that it's a negative thing, but like it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty steady. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's, it's these things, right? People see you in big projects and all of a sudden you get a call, all of a sudden you book the thing that you haven't booked before. You're like, Hey, yeah, uh, it, it, it all can work out. So here's, uh, here's pulling for that to happen. Um, very cool. So uh, this experience, and I, I kind of I look through your IMDb, which is which is building up. You have over 30, uh, uh, 30 projects, which is cool. Uh, I haven't gone through every single one of them. Is this your first Netflix, uh, or have you been on Netflix before? Um, I'd say my first official Netflix was a Christmas movie that happened hmm. um, that came out last year, Operation Christmas Drop. Um, I was on CW's The Hundred, which Netflix also picked up. Um, and then there was another movie that got produced before Netflix and then mm -hmm. Netflix picked it up, like just for some extra content on that. Um, nice. yeah, so that was a while ago. <laughs> the cool thing that I see with, uh, with some, you know, acting friends of mine, I'm an actor also, but, uh, I see that kind of once Netflix sees you, they start trying to put you into different, uh, projects and see what happens. So that that nice uh, door opening i'm hoping is yeah i i hope that's the trend i i i, I hear that often as well and mm -hmm. i just hope that you know it's it's something that definitely does stick because especially with like network tv um that's also one where it's like you hope that it would coalesce into something and and more people will see you so it's like i'm also hoping that ABC decides to <laughs> call me back, you know? So I don't know. We'll see. Again, we'll, we'll just uh, keep in this position for the entirety of the show. Uh, fingers crossed for all of it. But 
you know, you you started out. You've done your you know your entryway uh, is you played the boxer, you played the you know the the bad guy, you played the muscle, and then uh, you know you had a chance to show your skills. So you're getting more and more stuff. So I think the trajectory is on the right <laughs> base. Thanks. <laughs> Here's the positive thinking. <laughs> Here we go. There you go. Life, life is good. This is um, a play that goes wrong. I don't know if, if you're into Broadway and all that, but yeah, this is probably one of the funniest plays that I've ever seen. And it's blanking me right now, but it's, oh, I want to say it was J.J. Abrams that is like a producer of this play. Okay. And yeah, I didn't know that either. And I was listening to a podcast and this play it's just it's a it's hilarious it's like it has to go exactly right for it to go completely wrong and that's what you want and it's like you have to be on your mark in order for something to fall to make it look like an accident and they have like different um not genres um i guess installments so it's like they have a peter pan version as well and yeah so Play that goes wrong. This is this is a shameless plug for a play that I absolutely love. <laughs> awesome. Is it playing anywhere right now? Uh, I know something oh. started uh, playing already. I'm not too sure, but it was supposed to come to Vancouver. Um, Peter Pan goes wrong, but then quarantine happened, and so I haven't I haven't been back in that bubble of figuring out what shows are going on. But I hope it's it's coming back soon. I wouldn't be surprised if it's already mounted somewhere. I hope so too. And you know, uh, you know, bad bad joke. Uh, but you know, when, when Peter Pan started, a lot of things went wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a part of it on its own. Anyway, I hope Broadway comes back uh, as quickly as possible because I've yeah. missed tremendously. Um, my my kind of the funniest show uh, that I have ever seen. And it's a recent show that I, I kind of uh, caught wind of only, you know, two, three years ago. Now, before the pandemic, we saw it as something's rotten. Uh, and something rotten, I, I could not believe that I've never heard of that show before because it quickly became my top five, almost. Oh, so if you get a chance to watch something rotten, do it. It's like I, I literally, you know, during the intermission, I was Googling to see if Mel Brooks produced it because... It has Mel Brooks written all over it. Interesting. It is something rotten is perfect. Okay. Well, I love Mel Brooks, so we'll see. Yeah, definitely. I'll look for that. Yeah. So, okay, we've done our shameless plugs for Broadway shows. <laughs> let's, let's get to martial arts uh, before I forget it. So <laughs> you're you're a lightweight uh, champion in, uh, in uh, we can call it Muay Thai, right? We don't have to call it Thai boxing, right? Yeah. So, uh, so is it uh, 2008 and 2009, or is it 2007 and 2008? Which years? Um, 2008 is when I was on Team Canada for it, um, and I had my national title. Um, 2007, I got my provincial title for that, for lightweight. And then in 2009, I defended it. And I never actually lost the title. So it's like... <laughs> so but it's safe to say that I am definitely not a lightweight anymore. <laughs> that was many, many pounds ago. 
was, uh, now you can see you can unify belts you can go through all sorts of uh, oh. other other weight categories if you choose to but you're busy doing other stuff right? yeah <laughs> um who's who's your inspiration for getting into muay thai again you're you know a filipino a filipino parents uh no escrima no uh you know filipino martial arts you went into muay thai um i kind of randomly fell into it um it was i i was a very terrible student i wouldn't say terrible because i was an amazing student teachers loved me but teachers hated when they had to teach me because i was disruptive i was very influential in the classroom and if i wasn't paying attention everybody around me was not paying attention and i apologize to my teachers for that but i always go back to when they say it's like oh yeah so much potential well, it's like that's where my potential was. My potential was in controlling the classroom, <laughs> yeah. um, and so I was just in the back of biology class one day, and my friend next to me was like, "Hey, are you doing anything after school?" And just to get out of doing homework, I was like, "Yeah, no, sure, I'll join you." Why? What's up? And then he brought me to this gym and. I just picked it up really quickly. Um, I have a very athletic background, so I picked it up pretty fast. And one thing led to a next where I was, I started training with like the top guys in the gym. Yeah, very cool. Muay Thai is awesome. Um, you know, I got introduced to Muay Thai a little bit. I, you know, my martial arts background is like, again, you're doing acting, I'm doing acting. Your acting is here. My acting is here. You know, I'm doing martial arts. You're doing martial arts. Your martial arts. You, my martial arts is here. But you know, I've I've swam in all of those waters as well. So uh, you know, Muay Thai for me really kind of uh, uh, popped uh, when I saw Tony, uh, Tony Jai in Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, that blew my mind because I you know I was familiar with other martial arts styles and I was doing other martial arts styles. Then I saw Muay Thai. I'm like, holy moly! I yeah. love elbows. That was always my thing. And to see what he was doing with it, I'm like, okay, that's it. <laughs> I need to do some Muay Thai. Yep, yep. Art of eight limbs, nine. If you go all the way back to like the traditional, because they also incorporated headbutts. Yeah. Well, one of the strongest bones, you know, if you know yep. where to hit it properly. Yep. Yeah, it's solid. <laughs> yeah. Um, Muay Thai is awesome. And uh, now my son is in is in martial arts uh, school and they have a mixed curriculum and it's a it's a JKD school uh, with uh, Filipino martial art uh, influence. And then they bring in other things. You know, they bring in some BJJ, they bring in uh, Muay Thai, they bring in some Shotokan. So they kind of fill in the different uh, pieces uh but yeah he's they were showing some of the muay thai uh you know kicks to him and he's like this is fun nice. yeah it is fun <laughs> I, I it's like fun that. until you you kick someone and they block it that was like the first learning curve i remember where yeah it was like yeah that was that was i i dropped after contact with the aid i just like i'm in the middle of the ring just holding my shin and then my friend is just standing over me. I was like, "Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know that." Uh, we—it's it's a learning curve. It's all learning. 
the whole blocking thing, I never was a fan of uh, because blocking hurts. I did not want to block. And then I gravitated towards those martial arts styles that were a lot more flowy. And instead of block, you're more redirecting and you're going in. So yeah. I don't like to block. And when my son, they started teaching him, you know, the traditional uh, blocks and somebody is kicking you and you're trying to block with your wrist, I'm like, hell no. Why would I ever want to do that? I would rather shorten the distance or I would rather go to the side. I do not want to block a leg. That's not fun. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Or, or I would rather, you know, uh, try to hit the, punch the leg, uh, you know, go to the side and hit somebody in the leg. But I don't yeah. want to block it. So my son actually hurt his uh, shin recently. He hit himself while he was walking uh, up the stairs. He ran up the stairs and then he hit the shit and he was crying. I'm like, dude, we no. this is this is what they're doing. I need to show you a kickboxer. I need to show you Van Damme and what he was doing in a bamboo tree. Uh, like uh, as much as, yeah, but you can't show that in, in regards to like, to, to teach them something because it's so it's so bad in terms of technique and form it's like sure it it set a precedence where it's just like oh this is tie boxing ah oh, ah oh, oh. it's like okay cool but it's so bad. <laughs> i'll watch it again i love the movie i love van damme but like whenever it's in the discussions of of that movie and and kickboxing i'm just like Oh, there's other movies out there. Wrong <laughs> Buck, the first one. The yeah. the second and the third uh, started getting weird, and uh, I, I didn't quite enjoy it. But the first one, perfect. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so you got out of martial arts because you you got uh, yourself on Rookie Blues uh, with some you know awesome people there. You know, one of my Yes, I can admit it. One of my crushes is on Rookie Blues. Uh, always loved her. Uh, moving on. So you got on Rookie Blues. The Pink Ranger. Uh, moving, Joe. No. Moving on. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so um, you got there because they obviously saw your, your abilities. So they got you to play boxer. But how did the whole transition uh, happen of you deciding, hey, I want to give this acting thing a shot as opposed to continue competing? uh for me it was a very transitional part in my life where i i was becoming what i'd say was an adult mm -hmm. and as an adult now i have bills now i i'm trying to move out of my house i'm out of my parents house and stuff and it's like okay now i need money um and unfortunately canada's still doing a pretty crappy job of funding their their athletes and it's unless you're at that level of, even though I was at that level of global recognition, my name was on, on that, but because it wasn't recognized by like the Olympic committee or anything, it, it really didn't matter in the eyes of the government here. And yeah, so that's essentially, I was in a part where I was, I was looking for you know, other means of income. And it was either I open a gym or I do more personal training or I dive in headfirst into Thai boxing and move to Thailand or something and, and yeah. you know, make a living that way. But 
that was definitely not something I was keen on doing. Um, and then an opportunity came to work on Rookie Blue. And I saw what it was like to be on set. And then I saw the paycheck afterwards. And I was just like, oh, this is what I got to do now. This, There's no question. It, it's, it's, I'm doing the exact same type of training now, except I'm not actually getting hit. I'm not getting hurt. So yeah. Yeah. it's, it's a great exchange. And then it got to a point where I'm on set as a stunt person, but I'm seeing everybody like the, I I'll say like the principal actors, the principal action, but like I used to have the mentality of it's like, Oh, you're not a real actor unless you have lines. But, over the years and meeting all the stunt people that I've met, like they're just as great of actors as the principal actors are. Um, so that was a fault for me when I first started having that mindset. But yeah, seeing the principal actors and their lines and their camera time, I was like, oh, I, I wanna do that. How do I get into that? So then I started asking questions, meeting with different studios and other actors in the city, asking their advice. And yeah, one thing led to an X where I kind of transitioned out of stunts and then into principal acting. Yeah, which again, it's it's uh, easy is the wrong word to use here, but it's easy to stay in stunts and yeah. be viewed as a stunt uh, performer as opposed to a actor. Um, so it's it's a choice. And stunts actually, <laughs> stunts can give you a better income uh, as opposed to you know, a lot of acting because a lot of acting is you do something and then you wait for a long time and yeah. then, you know, you know, grand or five grand or whatever you did, that once you start spreading it out and seeing that, yeah, it was awesome for that week and then I don't work for the next 18 weeks uh, and don't make anything. So, yeah, it's it was a tough choice, I imagine. Yeah. Um... But no, it just, it, I just, I just followed essentially what, as cliche as it sounds, I just followed my heart in that aspect where something just kept calling me back to wanting to be a principal actor. And so as hard as the decision, it seemed, I think the hard part about it was the amount of time that I invested in it, yeah. where to give up fighting, to give up 10 years of my life at that age, that was almost half of my life. And then to see how it smoothly transitioned into stunts, it's like I was giving up a cash cow and in hopes that, you know, something else might work out. And, and here we are today, 10 years later, that it's, it's starting to pay off. Yeah, and good for you for doing that. And I think, again, you know, like going back to how the conversation started, you were talking about school and being able you know, you had the potential of controlling the room and uh, yeah. being, that's what you're doing as an actor. It's just another expression of uh, your potential. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last thing on martial arts before we move on, but you know, I, in studying acting and I talk to actors all the time and especially people who do martial arts or boxing, you know, boxing is a martial art. You know, we, can, we can put it in that category, you know, <laughs> it's, some people don't consider it, but it is a martial art. You're, you're, yeah. You can kill somebody. It is a martial art. Yeah. Uh, of so boxing, you know, Muay Thai, Capoeira, um, all of them are very 
very instrumental in learning how to act and be in a scene because you have to be fully present. You have to be in lockstep with your opponent. You have to really pay attention to what is happening. If you're using intuition, using every sense, and that's acting. You know, if, yeah. if you're outside of it, that you're not you're not present. So I think martial arts, boxing, it has to be a part of the acting curriculum in any school. Yeah, no, that's that's actually a really good like way to look at it. Is martial arts? I look at it not just in the sense where it's like, and you have to learn how to fight and you have to learn how to be present with that. But I look at it more from the arts aspect. As much as it's you're learning to fight, as much as it's a martial art, the key word for me is art. In that, where you have to, yeah, be present in what it is that you're doing. You have to be adaptive in situations and you have to listen. You have to know your body. You have to, because that's applicable too. And it's like, I'll say dabble in being a musician if you want to be an actor as well. Because mm -hmm. the biggest thing that'll correlate with music as well as martial arts is timing. Um, and if you time music perfectly, you can do so much just like as if you learn your rhythm in martial arts and you learn how your body moves and you learn how to be able to um, read your opponent's rhythm as well. Like, the world's your oyster in terms of how you can control that situation. Yeah, there was actually, uh, I don't know if uh, you had a chance to see, there is uh, a movie that came out <clears throat> uh, called Paper Tigers. Uh, yeah. I, With first of all, uh, they, they got everybody in, like the whole YouTube community, martial arts community is in that. You have Master mm. Ken in the movie. You have yeah. the, the dojo, the fight club is in the movie. Like everybody, yeah. but I like the idea where the main character was saying, listen, I was I was never the fastest, but I could see, uh, you know, I could yeah. see it before I knew what they were going to do before they did it. So, yeah. yeah, it's in a way that's that's what it is sometimes. And I was uh, I have a 12 year old son. I was throwing a football with him and we were just, you know, catching balls. And I noticed that kind of when he's throwing the ball, and I don't know where it's going, but my body just adjusts and it's, it's a smooth movement. He's like, how are you doing this? And I said, I don't know, but I think it comes from kind of all of the different athletic training that I've had. It just the body knows kind of what to do. And that's how it becomes, you know, that way and that smooth. Yeah. Uh, it's not me consciously trying to do it. It just, it, that's the way it is. And it all yeah, comes like from... For, for in terms of like, body movement and I'd say the hardest thing to coordinate is golf yeah, um, because like it's it's so simple for me to do a backswing yeah but then you give the club to somebody that's never golfed before yeah. all of a sudden they're holding the club like a baseball bat or they're swinging it like a baseball bat mm -hmm. and it's just the simple mechanics of I, I don't know how to explain it except i done this so many times so my body's used to it and it looks like this try to make it look like this that's that's the best advice that i can give and a lot of women are doing so much better at the golf swing than men because men try to muscle it men have a lot of athletic uh, kind of uh, built-in muscle memory from 
swinging the bat or from you know a tennis racket like in my case tennis is my sport so you have to relearn yeah. how to do it uh and it's a it's a smooth rhythm it's not supposed to be muscular it's supposed to be easy flowing and you let your body uncoil and that's how you get your uh, your power so exactly. it's <laughs> it's, and it's like it's like even with that where you were you were trying to also double down just so the viewers understood that boxing is a martial art yes and i'll also equate um just sports in general golf mm -hmm. is its own art basketball is its own art baseball is its own art yeah. and when you're watching a high pace professional game and there's so much riding on that win like mm -hmm. you'll notice that you'll see the players just go into this different mindset that just changes the and and it makes you understand where it's like oh that's why they're the professionals it's because they take it like they teach it teach it they they play it as if it were an art yeah. and whenever it comes to sports where have you seen the movie soul uh the new uh, uh pixar i have yeah. not my kids saw it i haven't seen it yet but uh, i have disney so i have disney plus i will watch it because like they they do such a perfect job of encapsulating what it means to just get lost in your art and how it just moves you so it doesn't matter what your thing is your thing could be cooking but yeah. then if you get lost in it all of a sudden it becomes an art yeah um the uh, the last samurai uh that that same idea yeah. they were talking about it it's the calligraphy or it's writing or it's just sitting in a meditation it's being a samurai the way of the samurai is not just fighting it's being fully present in whatever it is that you're doing and that i since i saw it i've i've kind of gone back to that uh, concept many many times so yeah nice for those people who think that you know we watch too many movies you're right, but we also use them in real life. <laughs> That's why it's okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, 100%. And then we we kind of we we swayed into the uh, um, into you know mental health and thinking and kind of uh, uh, that topic, which I know is dear uh, to your heart as well. Uh, I want to talk to you about the charity. I want to talk to you about Play On Foundation. How did that start, and you know what do you want to do with it? Um, for myself, what I want to do with it is just to bring awareness to it and to make it grow. Um, so the Play On Foundation revolves around neurological research in brain aneurysm detection and prevention. Um, today is October 2nd, 3rd. Fourth. Fourth. So I'm I've been on the road. Um <laughs> I built this camper out of a moving truck and I've just been going across Canada with it. And I think I'm on um day fifteen from <laughs> BC to Toronto. I'm um, <laughs> just taking my time. Um I have my partner here with me and just stopping off and just lighting fires roadside <laughs> just as long as there's no fire ban but um yeah. so october 1st was actually the anniversary that marked um my friend passing from brain aneurysm 
um, eight years ago, I want to say. And the answer of it can happen to anyone just didn't really sit well with me. And I learned that within the neurological field, brain aneurysms get very little funding. So my goal with this charity is to just bring awareness to it and hopefully be able to raise funds and specifically allocate that to go towards brain aneurysm research. And uh, we're, we're going to post a link right below this video, so open up description, and it's going to be right there, along with all the links to, uh, to Javi's uh, you know, acting stuff. But uh, on that website, is there a place for people to donate? Yes, there is a donate page as well. Perfect. Very cool. So we'll, and uh, we're also recognized as a federal charity as well, so if you need a tax receipt, then, yeah, you can also make that happen. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll do one more. Uh, you know, one more step uh, is on the e-commerce page. I have uh, I have an inspirational apparel uh, site uh, called Focus and Shine Out, and on that, ten percent of all the proceeds go to charity. So regardless of what you buy on the website, ten percent goes to charity, and then you get to pick which charity it goes to. So before, if anybody buys any of my merch. Uh, that is, you know, inspirational apparel. There are some tied to specific shows. If you love Hallmark, you're going to be at home on my on my uh, you know website. Um, but pick a charity and hit select. And I'm going to double check after we're done uh, taping this. But hopefully yours is in there so people can just select oh, wow. the charity because most charities that I've uh, I've tried are in there, so they can select. And it's U.S. charities, it's Canadian charities. And hopefully people will be able to buy whatever, and then ten percent is going to go to you guys. Oh, that's so cool! Awesome, thank you so much. I feel like this is like what it feels like to have like an Ellen moment <laughs> when when you're on her show, and then she's like, "Oh well, what is it? Shutterfly? <laughs> yeah, Shutterfly would like to donate this to you." Huh. Awesome! So thank you so much for that. That's amazing. I I am no Ellen. I am no Oprah, but I do what I can. <laughs> So we'll we'll confirm everything and we'll make sure that uh, that it's right below the video. Everybody, please click that. Um, so what uh, again? You you have this wonderful charity that you're uh, that you're working on. You have acting, and it's you know we're we're in that boat where it's starting to uh, to come more and more into fruition. Now, uh, what drives you? What's the next step? What are you uh, looking forward to in the next uh, year to two? Um. Living this camper lifestyle for a bit is, okay. is something that um, I'm definitely trying to um, ease into. Um, over the last few years, especially um, with the opportunities that I've had in acting, it's, it's shown me that side of the industry. And I love it. It's great. But I think it's a little too fast-paced for me. So right now I'm... I'm trying to just shock my system into i guess remembering a simpler time if you will so enjoying this camper lifestyle and knowing that i can't have everything at you know the snap of my finger where especially the amount of space that i have in my fridge i can't keep as much things that i as i want in it so i have to be more mindful now um and a way that I describe it is I'm using this trip to 
get back to my needs versus my wants. So I've been just diving into my wants for the last three years and just allowing myself to, you know, be satiated by whatever whim I have. Do I want to just go on a trip? Okay, cool. Do I just want to eat at a fancy restaurant? Sure. But then right now I'm just, nope, I'll, I'll cook my meals. I'll, I have my propane stove um, and just like bring it back to basics. Cause even if the weather's nice then I'll, I'll make a fire and then I'll cook that way. And yeah, just kind of get back to, I guess, understanding me through that. Yeah, no, it's, <clears throat> uh i'm glad you have a chance to do that because a lot of people don't and it's yeah. the we're the uh, we're the horses and the riders and uh it takes a long time for uh, for people to realize they're out of balance so i'm glad that uh you're doing it it's it's only going to help you down the road oh i hope so i hope so yeah no it, it will and it, again it'll make you a better actor uh it'll make you a better activist all of these things are just going to allow you to take more of yourself to do whatever it is that you choose to do later. So good on you. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, listen, thank you so much for jumping on. Uh, you know, best of luck with everything. Again, everybody will post the links right below. So go uh, support uh, Javi's charity. Uh, you know, buy my stuff. 10% uh, is going to go to Javi's charity. So we'll, we'll take care of that. I'll post the link there. Uh, actually, we can uh, maybe Javi and I will create a, a special uh, uh, a special design that uh, we're going to have on our website. So uh, you know, more of it is going to go uh, towards uh, the charity. So we'll work on that for you. Um, oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate it. And thanks to everybody for uh, joining us on Let's Dive In. We got to know uh, Javi a little bit. Um, I know you love acting. I know you love life uh, as much as we, and I appreciate it. Stay safe, everybody. And until uh, next time on Let's Dive In, take it easy.